0: One Podcast Mining the Magic the Gathering Subreddits for Salt This is The Howling Salt Mine It's the Howling Salt Mine The Howling Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Howling Salt Mine podcast. This is the podcast where we delve into the Magic the Gathering subreddits. We're looking for salty posts. We're dragging them up and we talk about them. And Maybe we laugh. Maybe you cry. Hopefully you don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) I am your host, Sam, and I'm joined today with my one co-host, Tony. Say hi, Tony. Ciao, bitches. Isn't ciao goodbye? No, it's
1: like they said it hello to
0: <laughs> This is our first duo episode. Mike is not here, as you heard on the last episode. He is uh, he is canoeing in Canada, which is pretty wild. That's a wild thing to do for a whole month. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, we don't have a guest on today, so it's just me and Tony. Yeah, but I just got back
1: from a sick trip in Italy. Yeah, Tony, how was your trip, man? Was it cool? honestly, I have always told myself that I want to eat and drink my way through the country. And that is fucking exactly what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I won't say that I had like the best meal of my life because I've been fortunate to have like really good meals in other places. And I just prefer some other cuisines. Tony and I are like, yeah, right. (laughs) Tony and I are both like,
0: you know, food snobs. We love fucking like a really good meal, man. Oh, Dude, just wait till we go to Magic 30 in Vegas. Oh, I can't oh, wait, Oh, shit, I just spilled the beans. Oh. Continue to tell us about <laughs> your good Italy trip, and then I'll share that.
1: <laughs> but, uh well, so, I mean, I guess the thing I was going to say is that it, I probably now have, like, of my top 10, five of them are Italy. Damn. The food was so consistently good, and, like, there's just such history there, which I wasn't, I mean... I knew I knew that there was like really old shit, right? Like the Coliseum is <laughs> there's a lot of old shit 2, over there. Thousand years old. The Pantheon is over 2000 years old and still standing. And to like be near those things, like I have a civil engineering background
0: that i literally never fucking used but like i've I've got it you were like damn look at those arches (laughs) and columns
1: but like straight up i was like this is so cool that this stuff (laughs) like still exists today so like love it all in all it was was an awesome trip
0: yeah well i'm glad it was a good trip man did you uh did you buy any magic cards while you were there any italian cards (laughs) no i fucking should have uh i do
1: think i passed like an lgs though i saw some nerds heading down into uh into the caves of a building yeah oh <laughs> my looked, god Amazing. I, it out. I was like stephanie i i think they're playing magic down there like i saw people with some like deck boxes and stuff like walking into like some store oh i uh, love it yeah it was good <laughs> i think we have italian listeners oh no i think that was just me
0: <laughs> no <laughs> dude I was in italy are there more than two or three we have 13 downloads in Italy. Oh fuck. So there's some like Italian listeners that hell yeah were near you. There's like one Italian listener <laughs> that <laughs> was near you.
1: <laughs> oh oh crazy. Yeah, we're fucking international, so I don't even know.
0: Speaking of trips, we are going to Magic 30. Hey beep, beep, Vegas, beep,
1: beep, 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 beep. baby.
0: We are going to Vegas this year. So it's gonna hell be yeah. It's gonna be me and Tony and Mike is coming. Uh, hopefully. Well, yeah, Mike doesn't know he's coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's because he has no phone, is and, is and is canoeing in Canada. So we just bought him a ticket and we're like, let's see, he'll probably yeah. come. <laughs> we asked his girlfriend, and, and she was like, Yeah, he probably wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also gonna have Nick there, the fourth member of our pod, who's guested a couple times. So if you guys are around and you see four dudes with the Howling Salt Mine shirts on that we will hopefully have in time for the convention, <laughs> uh, we, we might have some free merch we're handing out, just some little things, you know, Ooh. should be pretty fun. It's going to be a good time. You can play games with us if you'd like. We'd love to play some pickup games with some fans. Please don't play your saltiest decks against us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's play some regular magic right <laughs> we've
0: talked we've talked about how we have unfortunately cultivated this this thing where people probably want to try to make us really salty when they play with us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like an unfortunate bit of of uh you know the aftershock of our branding that i didn't really consider until we were already pretty deep in it so <laughs> but but sam what salt Oh, oh, look at that seamless transition. guys. We're getting into it. Great question, Tony. And I've missed you asking it. Salt is a lot of things. You know, salt is like you are playing Mario Kart and you're in first place. You're on your third lap, final lap, about to hit that finish line. And someone hits you with a blue shell. And you throw your (laughs) controller across the room. That is salt.
1: (laughs) I don't
0: think I need to say anymore. I think we all know.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real.
0: <laughs> so let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. This is a good one for you and me, Tony. Hot. Uh, so this post comes to us from user Solem Soul, which is a great name. Yeah, I like that. I dig that. Very magic themed. And this is posted on the EDH subreddit. And this one is called The Ethics of Stealing. And the post goes, hello, hello. I wanted to get an idea about the general feeling of the community on the subject of direct stealing, agent of treachery, spelljack versus indirect stealing, gaunty, lord of luxury, a tally primal storm. We'll read off some of those in a, in a little bit just, to, just so everyone gets a feel for what they are. Does it make a big difference if you lose a spell slash permanent you already invested resources in? versus losing a random slash unknown card in your deck. I personally love the archetype of using my opponent's tactics against them or finding weird cross-deck synergies, but at the same time, I want everyone at the table to have fun. What is, in your opinion, the least frustrating way to tackle this strategy without feeling bad about ruining other people's experiences or game plan? Do you feel like stealing strategies can be fun to play against, or is there something inherently annoying about them? Let me know what you think. It's an interesting one, yeah. Let me read a couple of these. I'm just gonna read like Gaunti, and let's do Agent of Treachery. Actually, we've talked about Agent of Treachery. Refer to episode four, dear listeners. Hey, <laughs> 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 yeah, just Gaunty's enough, I think, to get the the gist. So, Agent of Treachery and, and Spelljack; those are directly stealing things that the mana has already been paid for. Agent of Treachery is stealing permanents, I believe, or maybe creatures. And Spelljack, I'm pretty sure, steals spells that are on the stack. You gain control of the spell that's on the stack. This is, again, that direct stealing concept. Gaunti and Atali as well have a different type of effect. Gonti, Lord of Luxury, is a legendary creature, Aetherborn Rogue, and it's a 2-3 with death touch. It costs two generic mana and two black mana, and it has another ability When Gonti, Lord of Luxury enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of target opponent's library. Exile one of them face down, then put the rest on the bottom of that library in a random order. For as long as that card remains exiled, you may look at it, you may cast it, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast it. And for good measure, Atali is a very similar effect. It's a big, chunky dinosaur. The stats don't really matter, but the effect that we're talking about here says whenever Atali Primal Storm attacks, exile the top card of each player's library, then you may cast any number of non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana cost. So a little bit, little bit more powerful with the Tali there. So this sort of indirect stealing, usually it's some kind of like exiling card from someone's library, usually off the top, uh, you know, card off the top, or with some effects like Praetor's Grasp, you're actually tutoring into their library for a specific card and stealing it. Uh, sometimes these effects are random, and sometimes they're a little bit more targeted, but it is an indirect stealing as uh, as user Soul, Soul has defined. You're not stealing something that somebody has already invested resources in. So how do you feel about this, Tony? It's interesting because
1: depending upon how powerful the effect is, I think generates a different amount of salt. So like mm-hmm. in this example, they talk about Ganti and Itali. Ganti, I think, draws less hate because the person still has to cast it. Like they have to have... And amount of mana to sink into it the same amount it doesn't have to be the same pips but like same amount yep it's holly is just like you get four free cards and people are like scared of it but at the same time it's still overall i think okay because it's so random right like when they hit one of your really good cards it's almost exciting it's almost like oh shit <laughs> you just ripped like uh an annihilator off of like the the top of a deck like some huge eldrazi or something Definitely. everyone's like oh shit Unless you're like really resource deprived, you tend to not care as much when you take something off of someone's table, like they've spent resources into it. And I think that's what tends to generate way, 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 way more salt. Yeah. An interesting thing, too, is that all these things off the library, I do think inherently generate some amount of salt. But I think what you don't see as much is when people take stuff from graveyards. Anytime somebody like reanimates something from someone else's graveyard, it usually is similar in that that scenario that I found where it's like, oh, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Like, you took that thing, I already had it. Yeah, unless I'm like a deck that's throwing it into the graveyard purposefully. I think that's another like kind of interesting piece of this.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, And that's something that user Solemn Soul doesn't really mention is that graveyard recursion, because there's so many cards that bring creatures back from an opponent's graveyard, or, or from a graveyard, you know, and, I don't really see people get salty over that type of stealing, whereas I do see some salt on top of the deck stealing, that sort of indirect stealing. But again, it's, it's definitely not as much as that direct stealing, like you said. When you've invested the resources, it's salty for a number of reasons, right? Like if you just stole a card out of my hand and then cast it, like with a send triplets or something, I would be pretty salty. You know, you're taking a potential resource from me, right? This card that's in my hand that maybe I'm going to cast on the next turn. Maybe I'm saving it for later. If I've already spent resources into that, and then you take it again, it's kind of the next level up where now I'm down a card in my hand, I'm down a card on the table, I've invested mana in it. And now you have it as well versus something that I've already put in my graveyard. Like if I don't have graveyard synergies, it's basically gone. It doesn't matter too much. And something off the top of your library, it can be a bummer to see a really good card come through that way. But it's not always as feel bad because, you know, that card's not in your hand. It's not really like reducing the resources that you have on the board. So I really do think it's that resource investment piece that makes stealing effects so irritating and makes you so salty when they happen. Yeah, for sure. To answer OP's sort of question here, how can
1: you play those kinds of decks it's an interesting and hard one to answer right because like you could try and do like lantern control i think it's called in like cdh where like you can see the top card of people's libraries there's there's a few different cards in magic that let you do that so you can start to like make it a little more political and have it revealed and be like, Oh, like I'm gonna take something. Do you want it to be that? Do you not? But at the same time, then people also start to get really upset about everyone knowing <laughs> the card that's coming. And it also changes the way the game gets played. Cause everyone starts to slow <laughs> down. They're like worried. They're like, Oh, well, Sam just drew that big threat or that removal. So like, I'm not going to play my card. It's kind of one of those things where if like, if that's a strategy you want to go for, you you just got to do
0: it. I think. It's funny that you mentioned CDH because Like you and I are both definitely thinking of the exact same thing here, which is Mike's Halden and Paco deck. So Mike has this Halden and Paco CDH deck. It was definitely like the boogeyman of our group for a while when we were like really starting to get into CDH and really starting to love it. And the reason why was because it was so, it, it was twofold. One, it was very off meta. Like he was just hitting us for so much damage when none of us were really attacking and we were just focusing on like trying to bust out combos like it sucks to get knocked out for fucking commander damage in a cdh game <laughs> it just feels CDH so game. lame <laughs> and then the other piece was that the top deck manipulation and just there was more of an element of like true denial in that because in the cdh your card quality is so high that he could exile your Thassa's oracle another win con of yours. And then you're just like, sweet, I'm fucked now. And it's just locked in exile land and he's not going to choose to play it. So you just never get access to it. So, I mean, I think we have like an extra little piece of salt <laughs> <laughs> because of how much of that deck used to crush us. Now it is not as good. We have all gotten better at CDH. Our decks have gotten more diverse. I think Halden and Paco has been struggling to win a lot lately. But I'm kind of getting on a tangent now. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's exactly what I thought of when I was thinking of like this top deck stealing, which is, Halden and Paco is such a, a great example of that. And I think in casual, it's a really fun deck to see. Again, like you were saying, it's kind of like Atali. It's kind of like, oh, like, what are they going to take? You do find these cross synergies that the OP here is talking about. And I do think that that could be like a really interesting way to bring some like fun spice to the game so uh
1: what do you think about the salt rating here it's almost more of a question of how salty do you feel when this is happening to you right like you're in a game someone's playing that type of a a
0: deck what's your salt rating almost in those scenarios for me indirect stealing is not really salty at all i mean if someone drops an itali primal storm deck i'm i'm definitely gonna try to get rid of itali because it's just a very powerful piece i mean i have used it in some decks and it's super strong, you get a ton of value off of it for free. But I don't really get salty about the stealing effect. The only time that I would is if I am like mana fucked and I need a land drop and they exile land off the top of my deck. I'm like, you <laughs> motherfucker. Like Dude. that would have been my land, you piece of shit. You like stole the, <laughs> the words right out of my mouth. Like that is
1: exactly what I was gonna say. The main time I get salty with this with like indirect stuff like that is is exactly that like you're yeah. manafucked You've gone like seven turns. You drew seven cards, and you kept a bad hand because like, or sometimes you kept an okay hand. Like you had three lands, but you you're on turn seven. You still haven't drawn another land, and then that fucker (laughs) exiles your (laughs) land all the time. Like God (laughs) damn it! And like usually they even feel bad for you, but it doesn't matter. My salt is there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or even worse with Gaunti, where like four cards get exiled. Like three of them are land, and you're like, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that really gets me salty. Direct stealing, I mean, again, refer to episode four where we talk about Tony's Rubinia deck. I do not like direct stealing. <laughs> you know, there there are some levels to it though. Like there are active treason cards that steal for a turn and then you attack with it and then you give it back. Usually that means your creature is gonna die because they send it at someone who could block it or something like that. Or they have sacrifice outlets and they fucking sack yep. it. <laughs> That I've seen a few decks like that too. <laughs> usually, people, someone is doing something to like end that creature's life, but yeah. <laughs> uh, just practically face value on those cards that usually don't make me salty. Other things like permanent stealing, man, it does suck because you have invested those resources in, and it's just a, a bummer to lose out on that. Sure. Want to hit us with another one? Yeah, let's get into it, man. So, this one is a Monday morning post. And uh, this is actually from, from a few weeks back. And I think by the time this episode drops, it may be, might be like a month and a half back. <laughs> we record in batches, everybody. We got a backlog, you know, we're, we're professionals over here. So this post comes to us from Derps McGee. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Great name. Right. Yo, I'll vote that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to say. Yeah, give give Soul Sol an upvote. Give Derps McGee an upvote. Guys, upvote people. Upvote people in the subreddits. Spread the goodwill, Spread man. Spread
1: that karma. It's
0: so easy. Just click. It's so easy. Um, So Derps McGee says, good Lord, tonight got to me. Went in for Monday Night Commander 630 to 9 and played one game. One long, tedious, miserable game with this guy that only plays blue control and variants. Azorius, Esper stacks, Counterspell Tribal, and for some reason, always decides to sit down with me. Other players... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fucking miserable. Oh my god. I feel so much salt already. <laughs> right? Other players are Selesmia Sisse and Prismatic Bridge God Tribal. An Also a salty deck, if you listen to any of our other episodes. (laughs) Six to seven board wipes later, from various people into my tempo deck, man's literally searching out counter spells with mystical tutor instead of something that might help him win the game. And I just decide to scoop and browse the store stock until it's time to leave. Screw you, man. We all have limited time to do this stuff weekly. Don't be the guy who sits down and sees playing one game as long as possible as an absolute win. Yo, I. Uh, this guy's salt is so
1: real. So justified. Uh, but it, too. It's so justified. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Dude, I would fucking hate playing whoever that person is. First off, like yeah. I said before, blue is a trash color for trash people. So, like, <laughs> we already know how I feel about that. But, like, <laughs> man, what a slog. Like, every once in a while, we'll have a long game like that. And we're, we're so sad about it. And we're like, demoralized. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why the fuck do you search up a counterspell with Mystical Tutor uh, in a deck ever? Awful. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Unless you're doing something janky to stop something in the moment. Like, if you were just straight searching for a counterspell and putting it in your hand. Yeah, like, like, sorcery speed yourself. on your
0: turn. <laughs> yeah. Sorcery speed using Mystical Tutor to just search up a counterspell. You're like, yeah, might as well. Don't really have anything else to do. (laughs) Fucking get out. Just leave. I don't want to play with you. Yeah, man. You know, I get it. Like stacks can be fun sometimes. It can be fun to lay down like a puzzle for your opponents to work through, right? But like there's a time and a place. And, And you also need to be mindful of your play group. Like these people have two and a half hours to get in games. Our play group plays once a week. We have limited time to play games. If we start up a game and I'm like, yo, I'm going to play my stacks deck and uh, really just drag this out and, and, you know, waste everybody's time. Like, I'm not really being a cool friend. (laughs) Some people might say I'm being a bit of a dickhead in that situation. (laughs) I mean, it's really about like being courteous to the other players, you know, And, and I get it. Maybe it is fun to watch people squirm under stacks every once in a while. I play stacks in CDH. (laughs) I do keep it to the CDH, but I play stacks in CDH and and every once in a while, like I see Mike going for a combo and I drop a stacks piece and he's just like, fuck you. And, 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 you know, it's all in good fun because again, it's very high level play, but it is rewarding to drop that and know that you made a good move. On the contrary, flooding the board with stacks pieces is not like clever play. And it's not a win con. Like, if you if you need a win con, and it's not like skillful play, like, it's not hard to do. You just build a deck that has a ton of counter spells in it, you build a deck that has a ton of stacks pieces in it, and you just play it like a doofus and you watch the other people be sad. Like, that's not interesting, right? Yeah, and even still, there's like better ways to do it. What's that? Uh, Tall Rand, right? Like,
1: every time you cast, oh, yeah, uh, an instant, I think you get a two bird.
0: Yep, I think it's a Drake, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Like at least <laughs> at least you fucking
0: generate a bunch of flyers and you just kill people, right? Yeah, and you just swing out like it has a win con. Yeah. It is unpleasant to play against, but it does have yeah, a win at least con. it
1: wins. Like, I don't think <laughs> I'm gonna drag it out. Like, if you if you play a fucking tolerant deck and they don't win in two and a half hours,
0: something's wrong. <laughs>
1: like...
0: yeah, and like CDH stacks decks definitely have win cons. Hmm. Granted, a couple of them, the win con is just a hard lock, but even yeah. then, like the pieces come down and the writing is on the wall it's like hey no one can tap for mana no one can cast spells like (laughs) but i can we all know what's gonna happen and that's the key
1: too right it's like when you hit that lock it's like okay that's the game like we're done
0: yeah you demonstrate it and you're like it's done yeah there's no need to play through this and everybody acknowledges it but when (laughs) but, but when you're just like hey i can't kill you guys you can't kill me um welcome to hell we're yeah. just gonna hang out <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah like it, it is just that is just that's just sadistic and evil man like you you are doing that to watch people squirm that's that sucks i i agree with derps mcgee screw you man yeah <laughs> for real <laughs> like i'm salty hearing about this shit that sounds so unpleasant i know i feel
1: like i'm <sighs> seething like there's yeah. so
0: much salt for me so So what is your, what's your salt rating for this one? (laughs) My personal salt rating is a full shaker. I, uh, I got two shakers for this, for this guy. Like this, this sucks, man. And Derps McGee completely justified in the salt that you're feeling from this situation. Like this is an unpleasant experience. Also, We didn't talk about it, but six to seven board wipes. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is a that is a fresh hell. If I see more than three board wipes in a game, I am like, why am I even here? Can we just concede (laughs) and start again? Like like that is talk about a way to drag a game down. Oh, man. This is this one got to me. I'm sold. What about you, Tony? How are you feeling on this
1: one? I, I feel like this is like when you buy a nice piece of like pork shoulder and like, you've salted it up you've like rubbed like some a nice spice rub on it but you put some extra salt on there thinking it was going to be good you cook it for like 4 hours and you pull it out and it <laughs> is so fucking over salted that you just inedible yeah and you, and you're just <laughs> sitting there eating it anyway cuz you're just stuck with it cuz you got nothing <laughs> else like you spent the money you got it's like you're going to fucking eat it
0: oh man there's nothing more salty than wasted time yeah for real. Oh, it's just awful. Hey, I hope that that store had some good shit on the uh, yeah, on the shelves
1: there's that, some stuff on
0: the that this person could distract themselves with. I hope there's any sort of redeeming piece of that <laughs> evening. Hey, at least we talked about you on our podcast. Maybe that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that uh, that sucks so bad. I'm I'm shook. Yeah, I'm shook with see. that post, man. Let's
1: uh let's find something else so we can relieve our, well,
0: it's just more salt.
1: So <laughs> just lay another one on us. Huh?
0: You know what? Actually, let's take a break. That was so salty. Let's take a sugar break.
1: Ooh. Sugar <laughs>
0: break. Sugar break. Oh, wait. <laughs>
1: pause i did not think in the one episode that i listened to that you were gonna leave in when i did like that or i did like, like it's the card. Yeah, the the week. Week. Like,
0: it was too funny i had to leave it in oh it's so funny man i i could not resist That's what i get for going to italy and not reviewing the episodes just doing it live All right. So this is a sugar break. If you are new to the podcast and you haven't heard a sugar break before, this is where we take a break from the salt and we talk about something positive. We talk about something, you know, a little happy, a little sweet, a little wholesome. You know, we're trying to find a post that's uh, kind of the opposite of the other stuff that we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So this one comes to us from user Sigzy. This was posted on the EDH subreddit uh, a little while back. If you haven't seen this one, again, I love to say this, you probably have seen it because this was considerably upvoted. Salty (laughs) posts do not get many upvotes, but man, the sugary sweet ones certainly do. This one's uh, a little bit over a thousand upvotes. The title is, Don't You Love It When? And the post goes, let me continue it from the title. Don't you love it when there's a new player at the table and they ask how something works. So you have to slowly walk them through a play that's going to totally fuck you and your deck up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yesterday i summoners packed for gnawbone cast an attack where i would make 30 plus treasures new player wait i think i can do something shows hand okay so you want to stop me at declare attacks i walk them through it and by the end i don't have a board state anymore and won't be able to pay for packed next turn <laughs> so they're gonna lose yeah. i just had to smile and take it <laughs> <laughs> that? That is a great moment. (laughs) I do genuinely love those types of moments, man. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast before. Maybe I have, but I am like a huge rules guy. If I did play at an LGS and stuff like that, I would 100% go for being a judge. I love rules. I love rules so much. (laughs) Um, It's actually like my favorite thing about magic is the rule set. (laughs) So I'm the type of player that if someone can do something a little bit more efficient, you know, I will kindly point that stuff out. I'm not like, hey, you should actually be doing this. (laughs) I I genuinely want to like say like, hey, you know, like there's a better way of doing that. Like, let me show you if you're, if you're down for it, not trying to be like pushy with that shit. Cause that can also be salt inducing. (laughs) But I'm like the type of player in Dungeons and Dragons where if uh, the DM does something wrong, and we benefit from it, I will bring it up. I'll be like, um, actually teacher, you forgot to give us homework and we're supposed to have homework assigned every day. I will stick to the rules to a detriment. So I totally feel this, man. Uh, this is a great post. I love it. Well, it's just
1: like, there's something, it's like almost innocent about it, right? Like you, yeah. get, you get like a new person playing magic. They don't even realize that they can do a thing and you know, it's going to fuck you, but you're just like, it's, it's your moral you compass can. almost, like, you know, I'll be honest with be like you can do this that and the other thing and then i'm fucked and like you're in a yeah. much better position because it's like to you as a person that's playing for a while now it's in your face it's like so obvious yeah and like for them they d- there's so many things going on when you first start playing i, I must have missed a million things and like people oh did that God. for me yeah. and it felt really good at the time you know and
0: it's cool and you learn from it and especially like this this person talked about with their new player that new player was like I think I can do this. And you start to see that like moment budding in a new play and you're like, oh man, they're doing it. They're really doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, firmly grip the dagger and stab me right in the heart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's nothing worse than when they start that though. And then like, they can't (laughs) yeah it's like oh no that that's not how that works i'm so yeah uh, i am
0: sorry i want it to work for you but it just doesn't that is a huge bummer you're like (laughs) "Mm, i'm sorry that is not how the attack phase works (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think that's one of the places where you almost learn it the most i mean the rules again they're like very well constructed and i love them but they're they're dense and you people mess stuff up all the time yeah and if no one's there to catch you, like that's the worst is if you mess something up and you've consistently been messing it up with other play groups and no one catches you. And finally someone is like, yeah, you can't do that. And you're like, Oh man, all of those wins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> My whole life is a sham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love this man. So- Oh. That's a sugar break, just a little a little sweet break. Love that. And now we get back to the salt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, shall we do one more? Hell yeah. It's just maybe. you and me. We're
1: we're <laughs> fucking cruising through these. <laughs> we're flying. I'm just high on right. all the salt, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just your high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is a nice quick one. This one comes to us from user Shoku Sin. And this one was posted on the EDH subreddit. And the title is my less than 10 tickets deck got called CDH. And to interpret that title, uh, I just want to talk about Magic the Gathering Online. MTG Go has a currency system called Tickets. And a ticket is about a dollar is what Google tells me. And, you know, (laughs) If you ever go on like MTG Goldfish and look at card prices and stuff like that, sometimes you'll see them in tickets and sometimes you'll see them in dollars and the the market is not equivalent. So just want to throw that out there that like a card that is $10 is not necessarily going to be 10 tickets. It's a different type of market, different supply and demand, all that kind of stuff. So can you tell I've never played MTG Go? (laughs) So uh, the poster says, I have a about 10 ticket Rafine deck and was playing a four player game on MTG Go or MTGO. MTGO? Go? I think it's MTGO. <laughs> MTGO. Someone cast Howling Mine. Hey, they said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I cast a Notion Thief and all three players called me a loser and left the game. <laughs> <laughs> Is this normal? <laughs> Should I expect people to rage quit because of a card that can be removed or countered with one or two mana when I'm spending 4? <laughs> oh man. Let me be the first user Shokusen. Let me be the first to tell you that you were bullied. Yeah. <laughs> You have been bullied by you've been cyberbullied by strangers on the internet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just love that all three of them jumped on it like you're a fucking fucking loser. loser.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And like, so first of all, uh, Howling Mine. Everyone should know what this does because we say what it does every single week during our sign off. Howling Mine lets you draw an additional card during your draw step, and that's the episode, folks. Have a good week. (laughs) Most people should know what Notion Thief does. They should know. If you don't know, you're a fucking loser. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't know, you're a loser. And I'm going to sign off when we play Magic together. Uh, So Notion Thief is a 3-1 human rogue. It costs two generic mana, a blue and a black, so four total mana value. It has flash, which is important. And it says, if an opponent would draw a card, except the first one they draw during each of their draw steps, instead that player skips that draw, and you draw a card. So basically what Notion Thief says, whenever an opponent draws a card that's not their first draw during the draw step, you get to draw that instead. So you are stealing card draw. So Notion Thief is like amazing with Windfall, uh, Wheel of Fortune, like that's when Notion Thief is truly salt inducing. When you wheel, everybody needs to draw a fresh seven and you're like, oops, Notion Thief, and you draw 28 and they discard their whole hands and draw nothing. (laughs) You can feel salty about that. Fucking howling mine, you're just getting like three extra cards around. That's like not even that powerful. I mean, it's good. I, it's certainly good. It's, it's a good pretty boom. powerful, but it's not worth people calling you a loser and scooping. <laughs> yeah. You're probably getting less card draw than auristic study. I mean, it, it is good, but not enough for people to like rage quit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not enough for a rage quit. <laughs> oh my god. So to answer that question, is this normal? That is not. Normal. <laughs> that is incredibly weird. Uh, it's not like this comes down and the game is over. Yeah, that that's the craziest thing. It also has one toughness. Like, it's not a crazy card. Yeah, it's not difficult to
1: remove. It's just like, you just got to do it. <laughs> yeah, just get rid of it. Even just the ire of the table of everyone focusing on him, or like, like if everyone starts swinging at you because you've got
0: this one thing out, like, yeah, you may like get a round of value off of it or two, and then choose to block with it just to just to get the heat off you. Yeah, like I think that this situation would have resolved itself if they had just played it out. Like, it's not that crazy. <laughs> no, it's certainly not a game care. ending move. Yeah. <laughs> what uh? What do you think the salt rating here is? I mean, this is like insanely high salt. Uh, this, this is the howling salt mine. <laughs> this is the howling salt mine. <laughs> this is like a, the quintessential example of the howling salt mine. Uh, just people like absolutely raging, a, a disproportionate rage. They came out of the mine, but then went
1: back in. They were like, yeah. to get more, <laughs> like, they didn't even have enough salt when they
0: left the first time. They're like, I need more fucking salt because
1: yeah. Yeah. I just can't.
0: <laughs> it's insane. This does bring up something that I do kind of want to talk about a little bit, which is conceding on the internet. I, I was actually talking about this with somebody on Reddit in regards to Arena. So, on Arena, it's very common to concede right? Like you're playing one of you one, it's a bad matchup from the start. You may very well concede like two turns into a game because mm-hmm. the writing is just on the wall. And I think that there is this mentality of just disconnect and restart a new game that has sort of extended into online play. It, it appears in online games that aren't card games, right? Like if something isn't going your way, you might just disconnect and restart because you're like, eh, this is not really going for me, whatever. The lobby to connect into a new game is very, very quick. It doesn't really matter especially in arena when you concede for somebody you're often giving them a win they move up the ladder a little bit you're taking a loss you move down a little bit you know you don't really get as salty when someone concedes on you in arena because you're like sweet game's over i'll continue to like grind my quests right yeah yeah i think that has extended into not only mtgo but also like webcam play like we get a lot of posts about people just conceding Super fast on webcam play and it's like it's not quite the same thing, you know yeah, because now you're like affecting a a person you know in yeah. kind of
1: a different way it's like you you all sat down you're like playing the game you just leave abruptly like that it probably hurt this guy's feeling a little bit like totally you like If everybody just called me a loser quick because I played one card, I'd be like, Am I a loser? Like, what did I do?
0: (laughs) I would feel bad and I'd ask the internet if this was normal. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like, you got to think about the other player, you know? It's kind of like the theme of this whole podcast. Think about the other players. Yeah. Cause it's also not a 1v1 situation. Again, 1v1, you disconnect. You know, it's a bummer, especially if you're not on arena and there's not that like a reward system, that's a bummer, but you can just reconnect if it's a multiplayer game and one person disconnects. Like now three players have to be like, I guess we keep playing. I I just wanted to point out that there's this weird phenomenon happening right now where people playing online, whether it's webcam or not, are sort of like very flippant with conceding. And I think it's kind of an unhealthy practice. Yeah. And I think you're
1: definitely right. I hadn't thought of that piece of it as much, and that that's totally true. Like people just kind of don't care. Yeah, it's like oh, it's just this random person I met on the internet. Whatever, I don't give a shit. But like, they're still a person. Like, would you do that to somebody in person? I mean, some yeah, people, know it, But like,
0: <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. But like on her again on arena, it's totally fine. Yeah. And then as you like take steps away from that, from that fully anonymous setting, add more players in. You're talking to people. You're on a webcam. It's a longer lobby wait time to get a game. Like it starts to become really inconvenient and kind of shitty to do to people. Yeah. Like for just sure. play the game through, you know, unless you're playing against that uh, asshole that was playing the fucking blue. Oh yeah. <laughs> from the previous post with the blue decks and the yeah, fuck that guy 10 though, board right? wipes. Like, oh my God. <laughs> then you concede. Yeah. All right. Tony, I think it is that time. It's the time of the week that we wait for every week and it comes every week oh it baby. is that time to ask tony what's the salty card of the week
1: salty cards yeah we'll find one that's gold and then uh, a little uh, a little song <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i did this a little different than mike usually does it. i think mike uh like curates a little bit more and i thought i would go down the random uh number generator route so our salty card of the week is. Oh wait, <laughs> uh, don't sue us, Zelda. Yeah, but Nintendo is going to sue us. We'll <laughs> be fine. Uh, it's thoughts of ruin. Two red, red. It's a sorcery. Each player sacrifices a land for each card in your hand. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh my God. i've never seen that i need to look this up and actually like see it hold on
1: (laughs) it's actually kind of cool it's like this dude and there's like all these pillows around he feels like he's like summoning the the salt because he knows that it's just
0: gonna be rip shit when they (laughs) have this card played on them there's like salt pouring off of his body in this art like listener (laughs) look up the art for this this guy is like goku powering up and salt is flying around him (laughs) literally Oh, and it's from Kamigawa, man. Yep, Kamigawa, why you do me like that? <laughs> so, how does that make you feel? Salty, man. That sucks. I mean, obviously, we've talked about how land destruction is incredibly salt-inducing, but this is like this is a great way to maybe not make the whole board salty against you, but you're definitely going to get one or two people like pretty pissed at you. I would not like to play against this uh, at all. I would say. <laughs> for me i actually think it
1: depends on the the deck archetype because i think it would go one of two ways i think i'm i'm definitely salty no matter which way it goes but i think in a mono red deck it's going to be a little bit different they're going to like be hurting you're going to be hurting i think it's going to going to be kind of all round uh and they're just hoping they're like hoping to close out the game with it like they've got a good board state and they're like if I just, like, wreck everyone's shit right now, maybe I can just, like, kind of run away with the board set I've built. I think for, like, a red-blue deck, like a Locust God deck or something like that, they're going to draw, like, their whole fucking deck or something crazy, have, like, 30, 30 cards in hand, like, do a bunch of crazy broken shit, definitely have the win, and then drop this to just, like, seal the seal deal. Uh, and so I think in those scenarios, I'd be even more salty, <laughs> like... They're just like, you know, yeah. built up a huge hand in this thing, like probably windfalled me a bunch and I thought I was going to be able to do something because I would have like a crazy <laughs> amount of cards too. And they'd
0: be like, no, fuck you. You don't get to do shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it probably could go in that deck. No problem. But yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a really good point, Tony, about like in the right deck, this kind of is a win con or something to seal the deal. We've talked about that before, but like these cards aren't as bad when you do win after you know it's yeah. it's the person that drops this on turn 4 and is like look how chaotic i am and <laughs> and you're just like fucking cool dude uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll start again. Like <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> just to like touch on the the stats
1: a little bit. This uh this falls at 75th on the on the list.
0: 75th. Yeah, it's pretty down. far down there. I mean, I had never even heard of this, so I, I feel like this is just barely getting on the list. I mean, how many decks does this appear in? Uh, it only
1: appears in 805 decks, right? Wow. So like not used a ton at all. And the card itself is pretty cheap. We're talking like cents, right? Yeah, barely like over a dollar. dollar. Yeah.
0: I, I could see this also doing really well in a gruel deck, like a gruel landfall deck. Yeah. Like yeah, think yeah. about. I mean, first of all, there are some effects uh in landfall decks where you can Play land out of your graveyard like crucible of worlds other effects mm. that bring land back but think about if you just ramped up so hard you had a crazy ramping turn had like double the mana production other people have or even had some of those enchantments that double your mana output mm. uh, and then you drop this you could get like most of other people's land sacked away and still have a pretty decent board yourself and use that to pull ahead i think that's going to be kind of unpleasant because that sounds like a mid-game move but- <laughs> It's gonna be real unpleasant. (laughs) But but it is possible. I mean, I I can see that card doing well in that space. Oh, yeah, it definitely would do well, but I would fucking
1: hate it if somebody played it. (laughs) (laughs) Even Because think about it, even just two fucking lands, if they had two cards in their hand. Oh, yeah. Let's say it's turns like six and you maybe even missed one land drop. Two lands feels like it's a lot until you get to like upwards of eight mana. Then it feels like less so, but like in that whole middle from four to seven, two feels like so much,
0: like you've just ripped away resources. And it's probably going to be, I mean, on average, it's probably going to be like two to four, right? Yeah. Or or actually on average, it's probably going to be like three to five, three to five lands given the average hand size. So, I mean, that, that is a lot, it's a lot to lose. And if you aren't ramping and you don't have like dorks and rocks to supplement your mana production you know you're going to be left with like two or three lands at the mid game and just kind of struggling to make things work well you won't have it because they'll vandal blast
1: you first <laughs> then they'll blasphemous act and then they'll fucking lay this shit down <laughs> so, like, they will just warp your whole fucking board state and then be like all right good luck
0: <laughs> oh man i would do that to that irritating blue player <laughs> yeah <laughs> come back and say like hey this, this is the kind of game you want? <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that, everybody. Don't don't build spike decks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Uh, well, that's a good one, Tony. Thank you for providing us with our salty card of the week. You're welcome. Was I supposed to respond? Yeah, dude. I said, I said. I thought you were just gonna go like right
1: into like okay, right to the end. This is the end. I was like ready for it, so I was just. No, I'm
0: praising you. You did a I was good just job. Listening. That was yeah. great. Toss, toss. I know it was good because I'm good. Now when you say toss, toss, talk about like salads.
1: Oh no, it's the I'm mass. Like, i'm tossing yeah. my my
0: you know non-existent bob that i have uh yeah tony's a bald man let's yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're salt in an open wound yeah. <laughs> uh well thanks for uh sticking around with us everybody you know a little bit of a different episode here with just tony and i but i hope you enjoyed it you know just a couple buds chatting about magic. <laughs> It's a, a couple, couple of buds, buds. A couple <laughs> buds here. <laughs> uh, so as always, you know, we just want to plug our socials a little bit. Follow us on Reddit. We are the Howling Salt Mine at Reddit. Uh, if you guys see us out there in the wilds of the Magic Gathering subreddits, say hey. Uh, we post once a week on there, usually just trying to ask some, some thought-provoking questions. Ooh. Or, you know, maybe a post that just like sucks ass and we feel bad about it. <laughs> somewhere in between there the the spectrum that reddit is and follow us on instagram uh we're pretty active on there we're we're usually posting salty cards on there like stacks pieces interesting salty cards just kind of talking about them and uh we also you know announce when we have new episodes and stuff like that on there that's, that's basically where we're the most active we do have a twitter we don't really do much with it so uh <laughs> But it exists. You can follow us there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, of course, we, we'd love to hear your salty stories. So definitely email us. We are at the howling saltmine at gmail.com. Um, make sure you keep those salty stories short, sweet, and to the salt. We're looking for salty stories where you got salty, stories where you made your friends salty with a dope combo that we wanna hear you brag about, or of course, our favorite, a salty confessional. Come, mm. come tell us about the time where you got salty and we're just a salt monster at the table, you know, lean on our shoulder and, and we will, <laughs> <laughs> we will commiserate with you. Tony, do you have anything to plug? Um, Nope. Still cool. just a dude doing my thing. I want to shout out the battle standard tabletop game and hobby in East Windsor, Connecticut. It's a, it's a pretty dope game shop. My buddy, Jared, runs it and, um, you know, they've been super supportive of the podcast there and we just want to shout them out. If you guys ever find yourself out in Connecticut, head down there, jam some commander games, play some miniature games on their beautiful terrain tables, you know, just hang. It's going to be great. And the last thing I want to plug is come to Magic 30 if you are able financially. Uh, Admittedly, it is a very expensive endeavor. But it's going to be lit. It is going to be dope. And if you are out there and just happen to be going, or maybe you live in the area and it's just not that expensive for you, hit us up, man. You know, shoot us a a DM on Instagram. Shoot us a DM on Reddit. We would love to bump into some fans out there, give you some merch that we will hopefully have on hand. And, you know, just connect with people, play some games and and chat. Well, thanks again for sticking all the way through with us. And um, Tony, do you think people know that we have bloopers at the end of our episode? if they don't they're missing out because i think they're fucking gold they're so good yeah if you aren't listening through our episodes all the way like you are missing out because we put some nice bloopers at the end of every episode and i can tell you uh that like only 30 percent of the people listen to the very very end a lot of people a lot of people drop off oh fucking scrubs hey yeah they're losers they're not true (laughs) fans like us yeah uh well Yeah, I guess we are fans of our own shit. They're not true fans, like the 30%. Yeah. (laughs) We should make shirts that say, like, I listen. I'm part of the 30%. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then on the back just says salty bloops. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again, everybody. And thanks for, for listening through if you did make it this far. You know, we just appreciate all the support. And, you know, we just want to remind you guys to stay salty. And, of course, don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling
1: The Howling Hey. Oh,
0: fuck. Hold on. I have to re-record this. My fucking trash alarm just went off. It literally <laughs> says "trash," and I am trash for having an active alarm going. Fuck. <laughs> trash. Do oh, I already Dude. took the trash out too?